Greenberg and Elliot, QFM 96. Tonight is the first time in the history of Ohio Stadium we're doing back-to-back concerts. We had Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks over the weekend, and tonight the world tour. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, but our favorite, this man, Alice Cooper. Alice, how are you, man? Good morning, Alice. You know, I always get Billy Joel and Alice Cooper confused. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tomorrow we have Tad on. He's on a farewell tour. Seeger's officially retired. How long are you going to go, Alice? Because you you seem to be busier than ever. These guys are wimps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss, Kiss is retiring. Aerosmith's retiring. I go, guys, come on. I'm your senior. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in two touring bands now. I got the vampires and my band. Hey, as tonight <laughs> I hear, and you can confirm it, because when I love seeing Alice Cooper. Not only are you great, but you're a great performer. Is it full set, everything tonight? It's going to be. Well, I think that we've all pared down our shows down. You know, we've taken them maybe 15 minutes out of it. But, uh, yeah, well, you'll get the full Alice tonight. Yeah. Good. Where where was the last, the most recent show? Because you just kicked off your solo tour, right? Yeah, well, we just got back. We did 20 shows in the States, and then I went right over and did 32 shows with the Hollywood Vampires in Europe. And then I came back here, and we were, we're doing all the shows here with uh, Motley and uh, Def Leppard. And then after that, it's Alice and Rob Zombie. And, you know, so, I mean, we're, we're not done till I think, November, something like that. So, Alice, with all those huge names, That's you, great. Joe, Johnny, and vampires, were like the women in Europe like hiding in trash cans or the paparazzi try, like hiding out trying to get a picture of you guys? You have no idea. You have no idea. But it's so funny because, you know, Joe is on the left side of the stage. I'm in the middle. Johnny's on the right. Every woman's looking on the right side of the stage. <laughs> so every once in a while, I slide over there just to get a little bit of that and then go back to my spot. You know? uh, no, John, Johnny's great. You know, it's just he's got that, you know, when he's with us, he's not a movie star. He's a guitar player. And he's a great guitar player. I mean, you don't go out with Jeff Beck unless you can play guitar. Sure. Uh, and, and he really is a player. Uh, and so, I mean, the band is so tight. I mean, that's a great thing. We've been together nine years. There's never been one argument in that band. I mean, it's just fun. We get that's because they we're listen the to you, Alice. Well, we're the world's <laughs> most expensive bar band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you bring that up. So we were talking. They came out with a list like all uh, yesterday on the show, Ultimate Classic Rock or something, the top 50 rock, rock landmarks you have to see because I'm going to uh, Prince's house uh, this weekend. For you, when oh, you cool. st- when you started out in Phoenix, where were the clubs? Because I lived there forever. Where were the clubs you were playing when you first started out? Was it like four people in the back of the room? We played we every bar. In fact, we were playing very illegally because we were playing in bars when we were 16. And we shouldn't have been allowed in there, but we were playing four sets a night. You know, and, and man, nine, ten people. And, and the cool thing was, that's when your band gets good is when you're playing covers. We're doing Yardbirds and Kinks and Who and all that stuff. And um, that's when your band gets really, really tight, is when you're playing bar shows like that. And everybody I know did that. You know, I mean, the Beatles did that. The Stones did yeah. that. The Who did that. Everybody did that. And, uh, and so but then finally we got a, a gig at the place called the VIP when we were in high school. And we, we, were, doing, we were packing that thing 1,000 people a night. 
Wow. And one of the one of the funniest things about that was back then when a major band would come into town or a British band, we, they didn't play arenas. They played clubs. So we opened for the Birds, the Love and Spoonful, them, the Hollies. And then one week he says, hey, I've got the Yardbirds coming in next week. Well, we were the Yardbirds band. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we, did all, we did all of the Yardbird songs in, before they did. <laughs> and, they got us, and they were in the back of the room, you know. Giving us thumbs up, yeah, great. great you know. <laughs> Jeff Beck is twenty years old, you know, and I mean he's a, and he gets up on, they get up on stage and just blew us off the stage because they were the yardbirds. Yeah, they weren't threatened. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. weren't threatened. So my brother, I got an older brother, and he was into Beck. You know, you mentioned your when you started, Zappa was instrumental in getting you going. Was he the genius, uh, Frank Zappa? It was before my time. Is was he, he difficult? What was the what was the true story with him? Frank Zappa was the uh, maestro. Uh, he he could he could uh, probably he directed uh, the L.A. Philharmonic. I mean, he this guy was the guy. Uh, he knew more about music than anybody out there. And he never got high. He drank beer and smoked cigarettes and drank coffee all day. Uh, but he was not difficult. He, if you were in the Mothers of Invention, you had to be the best player in town. In other words, you, you couldn't just be in the Mothers of Invention. You had yeah. to be the best sax player. You had to be the best keyboard player. You had, you know, that's that was. If you got in that band, you were the best of the best. Wow. Alice Cooper's and, with us. T- we should mention tonight, Ohio Stadium, Ticketmaster.com, Motley Crue, Def Leppard. Sorry, Alice. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the thing that people didn't realize about him was the guitar players, the Eric Clapton's and the Jimi Hendrix's considered Frank one of the best guitar players out there. He was he never got that that credit for being the guitar player, but he didn't play like anybody else. He he was a totally original on his on guitar. All right, so maybe that- that's why he was so critical though, is because he just knew so much. He was such a perfectionist, eh? And he was so, you know, I mean, he was totally, he didn't care who he was offending. You know, <laughs> it was like, yeah, you know, you'd think that he was like, well, the, the establishment. He made more fun of the hippies than he did the establishment. Wow. Hey, so, <laughs> that, so that being said with That's that story, great. and every time you're on, we know so many stories. And, you know, from the Keith Moons to the Groucho, Groucho Marks, Marks to the, yeah, yeah. you know, John and Paul. So in your opinion, knowing, Warhol what, painting. Yeah, knowing what you know, who would have the if they told it all and didn't you know class it up for you know weren't afraid? Who would have the best autobiography in rock? Nobody would come close to Keith Moon. Keith Moon, I could tell you a hundred stories that you would sit there and go, "Oh, you're making that up," and I'm not making that up. <laughs> and Harry Nilsson, Harry Nilsson could tell you a hundred different ones. Everybody, and Ringo could tell you a hundred different ones. You know, one day I came home from I came home, and I opened the door of my house, and there's Keith Moon in a full French maid's outfit, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a little he's got a little feather duster, and he goes, uh, "I have uh, dusted the whole house. May I have the evening off?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, of course you may." Uh, you know, I mean, that was to him. That was a Tuesday. <laughs> hey, Alice, we've heard it a million times. Can you tell the Mae West story again with Keith Moon? Oh, 
Yeah, it, it was so amazing. We did a, a movie called Sextet, and all of us did this movie because it was going to be a horrible movie, but we all wanted to say that we did a movie with Mae West. So it was, um, <laughs> you know, it was Timothy Dalton, it was Ringo, Keith Moon, um, George Raft, I think it was, <laughs> uh, myself, and uh, Dom DeLuise. And <laughs> Dom all DeLuise. of us were Dom DeLuise, <laughs> and we're sitting at a table, and and we're sitting there, you know, and I said, hey, guys, I said, I said, she came on to me today. You know, she after the scene that I did with her, she goes, why don't you come on back to my trailer? You know, and I just went, well, because you're 86. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you're a, a woman. She goes, oh, I'm all woman, you know. And, you know, Timothy Dalton says, yeah, she said the same thing with me. And Ringo, everybody there said, you know, she came on to me, too. And we get to Keith Moon, and he just kind of looks away and <laughs> a little bit, you know. And then we all looked at him and went, no way. And he goes, and he goes well, how many chances did you get to sleep with Mae West? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you mentioned Ringo, wow. Alice. And you, you know, John, you did a lot of stuff with uh, John back in the day. You were friends with him. And then Paul you worked with. Hypothetically, yep. you know those guys. If it, John was still alive and it's 1993, you think those guys would get back together at least to a concert? Absolutely. You know the funny thing. Here's the thing about them: when they were at at each other's throats, you know, when it came to the breakup and all that stuff. If if anybody at the in the vampires back in those days, you know, there was a, that was our drinking club. If anybody said anything bad about Paul, John would take a swing at you. You know, because that was his best friend. If anybody said anything about John to Paul, Paul was not like that, but Paul would walk out of the room and just walk out because you're not allowed to talk about their best friends. They were best friends no matter what was going on, Mm. you know, in the whole thing. So, I mean, there was, you know, one went one way and one went the other. I think John wanted to be more political. Paul was not into that that much. You know, it, Paul John was always trying to get me into politics, and I said, "John, you're trying to save the world. I'm just trying to entertain them." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Allison, your career because you know we get older, we get wiser. When I was a kid, my mom thought Kiss stand for Knights in Satan Service, and Rush was riots under Satan's house, and I couldn't listen to rock. <laughs> but you had that association where alice cooper the devil or whatever it is especially the way you grew up yeah so how long alice did it take to that stigma to kind of go away and realize this guy just kicks ass well you know it was it was one of those things where yeah it was important for me to shock the audience that's what got alice where it was but the more important thing was the songs you know you had to have those songs to back it up you had to have 18 and no more mr nice guy in schools out that's what made you legitimate you know, right there. Sure. Then, then I got to a point where Shep, my manager, and I, we've been together 55 years now. And Shep and I, I, I he says, we, we can't, we got to paint ourselves out of this corner. You're now the scary guy. You're the Vincent Price of rock. You're the, you know, yeah. the Bella Lugosi of rock. We need to be more than that, or we're going to be stuck here. So I would do Johnny Carson show, you know, and I would sit on the DS and I could make them laugh. You know, I would, I would tell great stories and I'd make everybody laugh. Wow. All of a sudden, then I got a little bit more, you know, into the mainstream w- without losing my edge. 
you know, without losing my scary part. And then Groucho Marx got me into the Friars Club. So I was the only rock and roller in the Friars Club. And that meant that I was I was going to be a joke on the Bob Hope Christmas special. I was going to be, you know, right. and I told everybody, I said, you know you've made it for three things. If you're a joke on the Bob Hope Christmas special, that means everybody has to know who you are. Uh, if you're an answer on Jeopardy, and if you're a Pez dispenser. <laughs> check, check, and check. <laughs> hey, we're supposed to ask you, Alice, and, and about the snake. About the snake. What did your snake eat a couple years ago? Oh well, you know, this—that was the weirdest thing of all time. You know, I, we had a we had an albino snake, and we kept it in a box, a really this big box, and it had a heating pad underneath it, right? Yeah. So we dropped a couple of rats, and it was time for her to eat. You know, we put a couple of rats in there, and she she got them. And the next morning, I opened the box, and she's sitting there, and she has an electric cord coming out of her mouth. She swallowed the heating pad. Wow! Because it had blood on the corner of it, and and all <sighs> she smelled, you know, their their eyesight's very bad. Yeah. And their and their hearing is bad. All they really, their whole thing is their tongue. They're, they, you know, that's their heat sensor and all that. So she swallowed the heating pad. I'm the same so, way. Of course, I called up, you know, we called up the, the you know, the the veterinarian. I said, uh, he said, show me a picture. And I, he said, okay, unplug <laughs> the, the wire. I said, okay. He says, cut the wire. And I think that her stomach juices will get, will, you know, melt the uh, heating pad. If not, if in the next couple of days, just watch her. And I noticed after about the third day, there was a little blood in her nose. And I went, there's a little blood there. And he said, okay, we have to go in and get it done. So they, we took her in. They put her to sleep. They cut her open, took the pad out, zipped her back up, and she's at a petting zoo now. Wow. <laughs> a heating the funny, pad. The funny thing was, though, that night on Jay Leno, you know, the story got out. And he says, you know you're too old to rock when your snake swallows your heating pad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alice, who do you have uh, for Christmas pudding? Have you worked on it yet? Yeah, we got uh, uh, Ann Wilson. Oh, wow. And we got Quiet Riot and Sammy Hagar. And uh, the, and people are still coming in. I still haven't, uh, I qu- haven't quite finished up. But that's going to be a really good one. That's going to be a, a, you know, I always do my show, not my show, but I get up and do seven or eight songs, you know. So, I mean, it, that's a really good lineup right there. Right, yeah. right. That's How's fantastic. your golf game? Well, let me see. The last time I played, you don't want to play me right now. Okay. Oh, okay. You don't, you don't want to play me. No. You're like I'm, Bryson. I'm shooting, I'm, shooting, I'm shooting scratch right now. So Wow. Yeah, Wait how about... How about low. <laughs> Did you see any of DeChambeau in that 58? I mean, I don't care how easy. 58 is, I mean, that's yeah. historic. That was incredible. That's, that means you're making everything. Yes. You know, that means you're making every putt. You know, I, I had one round like that. I'm, I'm a four handicap, right? Yeah. And I had one day where I shot 65. And it was because I made... Every putt that shouldn't have gone in went in. Yeah. You know, it was one of those. 
Uh, and then the next day, of course, I went right back to shooting 78, 77. Yeah. Hey, who's, the, the, who's the worst rocker in golf that you gone with and go, oh, man? Glenn put, Campbell. Yeah. I know you used to play yeah. with Glenn a lot. Yeah. Oh, Glenn. Glenn could have Glenn, if he, he could have gone pro. He was very good. He was a very, very good. Probably the best amateur I ever saw 60 yards in. He give, was amazing. Give us a bad uh, one. But, Barkley doesn't count because he's not a musician. No, no, and he's not a bad golfer, even with that horrible swing. Uh, but I got a call from Eddie Van Halen, <laughs> and he says, uh, hey, I want to come in and play golf. And I went, okay, cool. Comes into Arizona. At the end of the round, he says, well, what do you think of my game? And I went, Eddie, you are one of the best guitar players <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And he says, yeah, but what about my game? I said, you know what? You write some great songs. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, you're this- the best. We look forward to tonight, man. Thanks and, so much. And, and give our best to Shep, too. We had him on a few years ago and just had a wonderful oh, his, morning his with him. His book is great. Yeah, he is wonderful. Shep's got stories I don't even have that I mean that are so outrageous that it's insane. Yeah. Well, God bless and we'll we'll see you tonight, Alice. Thanks, Alice. All right, great. I'll be the guy on stage with the makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.